Before we get started in today's show, I want to tell you about Stamps.com, longtime sponsor of the BS Report. It's quick. It's convenient. More importantly, it's really, really easy to use. You do not have to go to the post office anymore. You can just stay home. Make your own office, your personal post office. You can avoid lines. You can avoid just standing there as somebody mails some package, some 79-year-old lady. Who needs that? Make your own mailing and shipping from your house. Stamps.com. Put in the top right of the site, BS. You'll get a deal and a scale and a whole bunch of other things. It's a great product. Uh, You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your computer and printer. Stamps.com will give you a digital scale. It will automatically calculate the exact postage for any letter, any package. They'll even help you choose the best class of mail. Wow. Why go to the post office? Just give it to the postman. Stamps.com. Check it out. The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The BS Report. The BS Report with Bill Simmons. Welcome to BS Report, taping this on a Monday morning, Southern California, a little chilly as usual. I would like to thank uh, Podcast Joe, a.k.a. Joe Fuentes, for, for going into work and taping podcasts for us today. Our office is actually closed in Grantland, but Joe is the hardest working man in show business. Thank you, Joe. Uh, on the line right now, Cousin Sal. Pretty boring. Usually in week 17, there's 75,000 different scenarios and we're confused. And I feel like this is this is kind of the most basic week 17 we've had in a while. Are, are you disappointed? I am a little disappointed. I said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay up till 2 in the morning and figure out all these playoff possibilities. But there's not much, really. It's just there might be no. a difference between who's a 5 and who's a 6 seed for the wild card, which I, I can't really get into technicalities too much, but yeah, you got that NFC South game uh, yeah. and AFC and, North and the AFC North. And that that's kind of it. I mean, the NFC South, you know, that's the only team that's not in the playoffs, right? That's the, the only slot open. Right. So. Well, so the, since he we're taping this on Monday morning tonight, right. since he plays Denver, Mm-hmm. Since he could lose Denver to Denver at home and then lose to Pittsburgh in week 17 and they're out of the playoffs. If that yeah. Happens. Well, they, they actually could still win even if they it could still be in, if they lost both with a San Diego and Baltimore loss, but that wouldn't, that's probably not going to happen. So. Oh, cause. Oh, uh, Baltimore could lose. Baltimore could lose. Baltimore looked like crap yesterday. All right. So here's, Here's how the playoffs probably look right now for, for those of you driving in a car right now to your Aunt Becky's house or wherever mm-hmm. you're going. Pats and Broncos are the one and two seeds. Right. Pats clinch home field if they win, if they beat Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Seattle clinches the home field for the entire playoffs if they beat the Rams, which is a sneaky, kind of not as easy of a game as it looks kind of game, which we'll get right. to. The second seed is going to be either Green Bay or Detroit, whoever wins that game. Yes, most likely, yeah. Our first-round matchups are going to be if San Diego wins, San Diego at the loser of Pitt-Cincy. Or, San Diego, I'm sorry, San Diego at the winner of Pitt-Cincy, whoever, whoever wins yeah. the title. Right. If San Diego loses, then that's probably Baltimore. If Baltimore loses, then it gets complicated. So, most Wait, likely... I, I don't want to derail this, but San Diego's the sixth seed for sure. And not no, the, not for sure. They have to beat the Chiefs. So if they beat the Chiefs, the Colts are the three seed, right? When they go against the Colts? No, I think Pitt is the three seed because Pitt beat Indy. Here we go. I know. So, okay. You might be right. So, I, should have, I should have looked at this. 
I think the most likely scenario um, yeah. first round is San Diego at Pittsburgh. <clears throat> and right. then, and then, uh, and then like Baltimore, Cincy, like uh, who the hell knows? And somebody at Indy. <laughs> I knew we'd give up on it I really know, quick. I know. Well, well, this is what I'm asking you. How terrified are you? of Pittsburgh coming to new England in your first playoff game. I think I, that's the worst matchup for you. I wrote about it on Friday. I, did, I, right. I, it's, it's my scariest. It's my, the scariest non Denver team because the one thing they're bad at is the one thing we're not good at is stopping deep passes. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they, I get also, to the, they get to the quarterback and they run the ball and they, they yeah. love the cold weather. I don't like big play teams and I, you, the teams you don't want to go against in the playoffs are the teams that can, strike and right. have 72 yard touchdown passes and 45 yard runs. Those are the teams you don't want to play when you're favored by nine. Mm-hmm. Plus our offensive line looked horrible yesterday. And I I've done a 180 on this, on this past thing. I'm now concerned. I was, I was overconfident and now I'm underconfident. I mean, that would been, yesterday. It would have been a huge, huge loss. Huge. Like oh the God. angriest loss you would have had. Right. All that work for a stupid jets, you know, and they get screwed well, by two field goals in, in both games. I'm sitting there, like, for the first quarter, I'm like, ah, we're doing the Milton Burrow, just pulling out enough to win thing. Mm-hmm. And then about midway through the second quarter, I think every Pats fan came to the same realization, like, oh, my God, we we can't block. We're not right. blocking anyone. This is, this is like September. September has come back. We can't – literally, Brady had no time to throw or do anything. They really missed Edelman, too. Uh Edelman, that's was, a big. That's a big thing. He's not getting open in the slot. He's 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 right. hurt and he can't play. That's uh, that's huge. And that was the first time we've seen a team just say, "We're taking out Gronkowski. You're not throwing it to him. Right. So pick, pick wherever else you want to go." But he's not getting the ball. Today. Rex Ryan would have ownership in this Jets team if he can get his team up for any other game than than he, as he does with the Patriots. It's really something was, else. Yeah, I was arguing about this with a couple uh, a couple of Pats fans today on email. Um, I think Rex is a good coach. Yeah. Some people don't think he's a good coach, but like his quarterbacks have been Mark Sanchez and Geno Smith. Right. That's all he's had since he's been on the Jets. You know, he took Mark, he took, he went to two championship games with Mark Sanchez. That team has never had an elite playmaker or quarterback during the entire time he's been there. No. Right. And I don't so, think he's the kind of guy, there are some guys who get the most out of their quarterback and he's just, He's no. probably not it, and that's not to say he's a bad coach. So he, he's probably good, at, better at every other facet of coaching than a lot of these guys out there. But if you bring in a good guy, you know, Josh right. McDaniels or something like that, like you know, Shanahan, someone who uh, could deal with quarterbacks, you, you might be looking at a different story. Yeah, could he? Could if you switch places with him and Pete Carroll, would the Seahawks be worse? Like I right. doubt it. Uh, in the NFC, just quickly, it's looking like Zona. This one's definite. Zona is going to go to Atlanta or Carolina and run. Right. That's happening. Yep. And then from from everything I can tell, it's either the loser of Green Bay, Detroit goes to Dallas. I think that's it. Yeah. And I know who you'd rather play. Well, well Detroit, you're going to say? You'd rather play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers than Matt, Matt Stafford? And the weird thing is, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters, but... The winner plays the ne- the other team anyway, right? So like, you know, like if Detroit comes to Dallas and Dallas wins that game, then Dallas is going to have to play the two seed, which is going to be Green Bay, or if Green oh, Bay goes to I Dallas, you, go. you know. So yeah. we're going to get them both either way, and then probably the Seahawks. So, 
but you uh, have a you have an ice bowl rematch situation possible in round yeah, two. Yeah. That could be fun. I'm, I wish... I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm going to be super obnoxious this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm going to be at the Donald Trump, Simon Cowell level of, of, of obnoxiousness oh, because if that's even a word because the Cowboys won. I'm undefeated in my sports center picks the last five weeks. I won the fantasy title. Bring it. I'm going to brag. I know it's going to come to a crashing halt, but <clears throat> you know what? As a guy who didn't talk about a no-hitter for 30 years and the Mets didn't get one forever – that stuff doesn't work. So I'm going to brag and brag and brag, and, and let's see where it takes us. So you on SportsCenter, you were 13-0-2 the last five weeks? The last five weeks. That's pretty impressive. <clears throat> it should be getting a little more buzz, I think. At least at least don't cut 40 seconds of my analysis out every week. One, one of the two, I'll say. <laughs> 1302 uh, teach the record speaks for itself teach that's right that's nobody right. circles the wagons like cousin sal i'm getting people tweeting me uh betting slips where they won nine thousand seven thousand oh dollars. yeah this is, your, this is the greatest year of your life yes unbelievable let me add, add, doing well, well. we're on the roll let me talk about tony romo last last week we did talk about everyone except tony romo in this mvp race yeah 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 31 and five after week one, uh, 79% passing, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions in the last three. You know, these December games that he always loses. Best completion percentage, 70.3 in the league. <clears throat> Leads the league in touchdown percentage and first down percentage. I don't even know what that is. He's got an 82.3 QBR, which is number one. Uh, 84.4 in the fourth quarter where games are close. Rodgers is 69 and Manning 60. Come on, man. Put him in the talk. Let's do it. No. It's, Why it's not? Really ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> what is ridiculous? What's Stop ridiculous? It. I want to hear. It's a, he, we didn't even consider him in the MVP thing until last week. He well, wasn't even stupid. a candidate. Now all of a sudden he's a leading contender. It's yeah, ridiculous. because we have to bow to. Uh, well, let me ask you something. If Aaron Rodgers is a sixth seed, why should he be the? Why should he get the MVP if he loses well, in Green Bay? Why should he get it? The problem with your team is I don't know who the MVP is. That's why Romo isn't the MVP because you could make the same case for Demarco Murray. I think you could, after watching last yesterday's game, you could see that. Romo has to throw down the field. He has to do all these things that Brady doesn't do. Murray, I'm, I, he's, he's great. Been great for us. He's a workhorse. You could you could switch him out. I'm telling you. Okay. Tony Romo, MVP. I will say the Rodgers. Everybody just throwing Rodgers in doesn't make a ton of sense to me. That yeah. I, I, I don't, first of all, I don't think he should be the favorite. Um, but like. You know, so that team yesterday put up a whopping 20 points in Tampa. Yeah. Um, they had 13 points against the Bills. They had 16 points against the Seahawks. They had seven points against the Lions. In uh, his stats, he threw 10 touchdowns with no picks in the two Bears games, right? Right. They put up 93 points in the two Bears games. Yeah, if you take um, those out, yeah. Take those out, and it's like, all right, well, they they kicked the Eagles' ass once. They kicked the Vikings' ass on a Thursday. But yeah. it, it, they really could have been three and five on the road if the, if uh, if that miracle catch in, in the Miami, the, the miracle, miracle fourth down play doesn't happen. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm terrified I, I to play like, in the playoffs. Yeah. But he didn't once tell his fans to relax. Tony Romo didn't. He didn't once uh, – Hasn't once been seen on TV firing off F-bombs. Hasn't once blown a kiss to his wife on national television. Didn't once pose with Bieber this year. 
Put Tony right. Romo in that talk. That's that's all I want to say. Hey, the, the reality is, I think Rodgers, Brady, Romo, and, and Russell Wilson are all. I, I don't think one stands out from the other. All right. Um, all right. And, and I think if you could, if you could, you know, you could argue Russell Wilson has done the most with least with the least. Sure. Who the hell's on that team? No, I know. He's thrown at tight ends I've never heard of, um, and and he's been under pressure. Like I was looking at, I was at Pro Football Focus last night looking at like pressure stats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wilson's been like under siege this whole season. Like he's yeah. like, he has the worst offensive line out of those four quarterbacks by far. But I think JJ Watt's the MVP. Well, I, I, wouldn't I mind really him felt I, I really felt like I was leaning that way, and then I watched yesterday's game, and they were just like double and triple teaming him, and it opened up the entire defense to just go after Joe Flacco, and then finally he ended up getting a couple of his, and he's yeah. just relentless. I've just never seen. I've never seen – you have to go back to, like, Lawrence Taylor or, like, Reggie White for a couple of those years. I've never seen a front four guy have a day-to-day impact like this guy. Yeah, and if you do your uh, – what is it, above replacement, what, what's the yeah. thing? Like, if you just put Four. an average guy in there, you wouldn't – no, it certainly would not be triple-teaming him. That team's, team's three and 13. Yeah. It changed so, the game. It changed, the it, it changed that, how you play against him. Yeah, the fact that they even have a chance to make the playoffs with what's happened to their quarterbacks this year – Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick, they bench Fitzpatrick. They bring in Ryan Mallett, who gets hurt. They have to go back to Fitzpatrick. He he breaks his leg. They mm-hmm. go out in this game yesterday with freaking Case Keenum, who wasn't even on the team a week ago. Right. And they kicked the hell out of, out of uh, Baltimore, and it was all because of their defense. He needs to learn how to pass. That's it. That's the problem. He was amazing. I mean, he's the guy you're going to remember first first from the regular season, which should matter with the MVP thing. I, I don't mind if he wins it. I don't think Aaron Rodgers should be 1-7 to seven to win the MVP right now. I Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't get that. To me, that's like a media, we just like Aaron Rodgers, let's give him the MVP. Yeah, right. And also, he has, I mean, I, I would say he has the most weapons out of those four QBs. It's hard to say because he has made some of these guys a household name, but we may not otherwise hear from them. I there. guess. We're, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, I would put, like, those are two of the top 12. Right, yeah. You Romo is Dez. Brady is I mean, I know this is stupid because now Dallas is going to go to Green Bay and lose by 30 after all this talk, and, you know, know. your Patriots will struggle with them in the Super Bowl or whatever, but but uh, it is what it is. We're looking at numbers. All right, let's go, let's go through Week 17. We... Perennially, we do pretty well. And we actually got a taste of a Week 17 game last week, uh, or yesterday, I should say. And I picked the Colts in that game. I didn't realize they had clinched everything, which is I deserve to lose that pick. But um, so a couple people emailed me on Friday saying, "You realize, like the Colts, like this will be a mail-in by them." And, and it was. Hilton was out, and yeah, yeah. once they benched him, you knew they, were gonna, they didn't give a crap about the game. But there's a couple of those this week, so well, we're, here's we're what I'm worried about. Before we, right before we get into this, there's always a few teams like we want to talk. Maybe we even discussed it on the podcast. We want to bet against in round one, and like the yeah. Colts. Now it's not. It's no secret now. They, they you know, obviously yeah, they, they can't run the ball. Their defense is shoddy when they can't pressure the quarterback. And Arizona, this Arizona, uh, with the first-round matchup, Arizona against the NFC South division winner, yep. that, that's not a gimme all of a sudden, you know? The so. Colts, yeah, the Colts got killed by the Steelers, they got mm-hmm. killed by the Pats, and they got killed by the Cowboys. Right. And in week one against the Broncos, they were getting killed for most of that game, and they rallied back to make it respectable. Yeah. The Falcons are interesting. Now, 
you know, They've been playing much better. And you talk about big play guys like Julio Jones will go up for passes six feet over his head and come down with them. Like it's Matt right. Ryan's doing doing well with that team. They're six and nine. Mm-hmm. They swooned in the first six weeks. They had a three game, four game losing streak or five right. game losing streak. Sorry, but they should have won the Lions game in week eight. Yeah. They had a bye in week nine, and since then they've played pretty well. They've only played one bad game, which was week 15. They lost to the Steelers at home, and they only lost by seven. But that they, was closer for a while. That wasn't yeah. that bad. Yeah. Um, but they, they're kind of hanging around. They beat the Cards. They uh, they fought the Packers pretty hard, won in Carolina. I, they might not be that. They I don't know. Like I felt like the Saints were a bad team, and I mm-hmm. felt like – the uh, the Panthers, I, I still think, is not a good team. I think the Falcons are the I think the Falcons are the best team in that division. I would say that. What, what, what odds would you have put on the game? I guess there would have been in game running lines. The Saints run back a kickoff at home, the opening kickoff right. to the one yard line, scoring the very next play. Uh, who's betting the Falcons at that point? It did seem like uh, yeah, the guy got tackled on the one. It was fourteen forty-five left in the first quarter. Yeah. They're up seven nothing. Yeah, it did have the makings. Yeah, you have to give Atlanta a little credit. So uh, let's, let's go. With that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, what do you got? Week seventeen. Let's start with a Carolina at Atlanta for the uh, division title. I thought Cam looked pretty good yesterday. Like he he was moving around and doing some Cam stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were down. They were down 13-10 in that game. They oh, weren't I know playing it. well. Yeah. And uh, I know you were watching because you <laughs> I know. I mean, it's nice to be able to take off on third and nine and, and, and convert a first down. Like, and he's just, doing a couple of those Cam yeah. Newton things. It, it, and their defense was awful early in the season. Looks a little bit better. But uh, I think this goes in the Vegas zone because that makes sense with everything else that's happened in the NFC South. I have the Falcons by five. All right, I said four, and it's right now through open at three and a half. It stays at three and a half right now. So I Ooh, get that that's one. a mistake. That's scary. You're going to get a lot of Falcon supporters there, I think. I, and why I do we don't... think they didn't make this the Sunday? This is the only loser leaves town match. This is they didn't make it the uh, they didn't flex it the Sunday night. It's not a great game. Terrible division, but yeah. So since week six. The Falcons have only scored more than 19 points twice. 21 points in. I'm sorry, the Panthers. Panthers, they must. Yeah. Okay. Uh, week tw- week ten, they had 21 points in in when they got their asses kicked by Philly. Mm-hmm. And then in week 14, they killed the Saints 41-10. Other than that, they've been 19 and under every single week since week six. Wait, what was that tie game against? Uh... That was week six. That 37, was week six. 37. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. So. And the way this Falcons team goes, um, the way this Falcons team goes, they they at least score. They've eighty seven points the last three weeks. Actually, no, they they've basically averaged thirty points a game in the last four weeks. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the Panthers team we're used to, like the Luke Keekley, you know, that were first in the league defensively. I think they were like uh, as of last week, they were like twenty fifth in the league against the pass and everything. So, right, it's it's weird how they're getting it done. But don't be surprised if they're uh, they're playing the week after next. The other thing I'm worried about this week, yeah. week 16 was super easy for gambling. Yeah, I know it. I was worried about we, that. We too. were texting last night. It was like, oh, I'm gonna te- I'm gonna parlay and tease the Seahawks and Jets with, I mean, uh, and Pats with everyone in the league, 
and the Pats made it a little scary, but they still covered any 10-point teaser. Yeah, you couldn't lose on a teaser yesterday. Yeah, yeah Pats lose. Close Lions, anybody. You Lions anybody were losing in. close. Yeah, everybody. And then it's like, ah, oh, the Car- maybe the Cardinals will screw this up. now. Nah, they nope. get killed. No, I so. know you're right. We're, we're in for the boom. All right, Dallas at Washington. There's not really a line on this. It's funny. I said there was no line on it last week, and I was like, I don't know why. And then three minutes after our podcast hits, uh, DeMarco Murray is having, having surgery on his hand. It didn't right. end up mattering towards the game. But um, no line on this, but you want to well, This you is weird. Guess. So the only thing at stake here is, is Dallas could get the first seed if Seattle loses. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's everybody. Not Trey. That's that's who you think, right? Why not sit everyone? Well, you know, you talk to Cowboys fans, and they're so excited. Oh, it's week seventeen. The Redskins can't screw us. How did this happen? Yeah, they can. They can screw us. They already knocked out Romo uh, one game this year. That'll be it. That'll that'll be how they do it. So I, I would sit everyone. I have I, the, I, I have no idea what this line is, but I'm going to say Cowboys by four and a half. Well, we won't count this. I said seven, and it, in, an opening line was seven, but there's no line on it right now. So let's just not even count it. I, I don't think they play anybody. They'd be dumb to. Just take yeah. your three seed. You yeah, get this, to play, this be our buy. That's get to it. play the Lions in round one. The Lions are frauds. I don't believe in the Lions at all. Uh, I can't even comment on that. Cleveland at Baltimore. Cleveland at Baltimore. I can't find my pick for this. Oh, there you go. Um, I have the Ravens by seven and a half. Yeah, right, you get it. I said seven, and it's eight and a half. Opened at seven, went up right. to eight and a half. Ravens are good at home. And they are good at home. Well, they struggle against Jacksonville, but they are. They do take care of business at home. Five and six in the AFC, and that's what that's what's going to be uh, lead to their demise right there. I'm trying to think of the Ravens. Oh, they've lost one home game to the Chargers. The it's it's too bad the Browns never got Josh Gordon back this whole season. I think if he had come back after Week Ten, I think they would have been really interested. I don't know what it is with that guy. I don't know. What he doesn't happened. even look like Josh Gordon. It's like he's been replaced. Yeah. It's like when they replaced the Ultimate Warrior with the guy who looked like the Ultimate Warrior. That team could be good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we. That team could be good. I mean, if they had like Kyle Orton at quarterback these last few games, they'd be playing for a playoff spot possibly. If I was a Browns fan, all I would be thinking about 24-7 is that we could have traded down and picked Odell Beckham at number nine Yeah, and gotten Buffalo's first-round pick. I'd be thinking about that all the time. I mean, there's a ton of – by far the best receiving class, right, with Beckham. Oh, yeah. Evans is another one. He's a yeah. monster. I watched that Tampa Bay game. I mean, they throw to him – Every time on third and long, it's almost, almost a guarantee that he's in the area or gets a flat call. But Beckham, Evans, obviously Kelvin Benjamin, he's Browns so have good. a good guy in Gabriel. This Moncrief on the Colts. There's a, there's a bunch of good rookies. Oh, there's they're all over that. I like Jarvis Landry too. Yeah, Jarvis Landry, of course. Yeah, I missed that. yeah, um, yeah. I was thinking like people are saying it's the best draft for receivers, but the '96 draft was pretty incredible. Who was it? Uh, Keyshawn was the number one pick. Right. Terry Glenn, Marvin yeah. Harrison, Eric Moulds, Eddie Kennison, Amani Toomer, Hussein Muhammad, Terrell Owens. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Bobby okay. Engram. It's, it's the 90, Joe Horn. 96 was incredible. Right, that's the year. But All yeah, right. that, but you have Terrell Owens, Marvin Harrison, and Keyshawn. Yeah. Going against Mike Evans, 
Odell Beckham and Sammy Watkins. Pretty good. Basically. It's pretty good. Chicago, Beckham, Minnesota. Beckham's my favorite now out of the three. I used to like Sammy Watkins most, but Beckham's well, it doesn't incredible. seem like a good cover him. That's just the thing. I don't know. It's not, it's not like oversized like these other guys, but he just gets open. And when he doesn't, he makes sure he gets open. Well, for you, it's like, all right, now you have him two times a year for the next 12 years of your right. life. He's just like, I screw it. This guy's in my life now. Yeah. And not, and not in a good way. In a way that I'm going to be unhappy multiple times. Not fun. Not fun So what do you all. got now? We have uh, Chicago at Minnesota. So the Ravens line was eight. Okay. Chicago at Minnesota. There is absolutely nothing at stake in this game. No. It's weird, huh? I have the Vikings by five and a half. I said five, and it's uh, actually seven. So you're oh. going to get that one. Okay. And Bridgewater, best uh, best rookie quarterback, I think, right, this year? Over Bortles. Yeah, hard to, Definitely hard to over believe. Hard to believe. He did it in college, had one bad pro day, and everybody yeah. he had to drop around for some reason. I know. They're good. We talked about them last week with Peterson, what it might have, what might have been. But mm. I, I, I got to say, Asiata is not terrible. No, I know. Am I nuts to think he's not good? Like, if he's a free agent, I would try to sign him. Good goal line back. He gets he gets a, gets the tough yards. Someone really wrote. Um, we might see David Fells for uh, Chicago this week at quarterback. But someone mm. wrote that if you bet the over on the good teams for season wins, only San Francisco, New Orleans, and Chicago beat you. If you consider Chicago a good, you know, one of the oh, good wow. teams. You would have won on every other good team betting over. We won on we won on our on the San Diego over. That was nice that we did thanks to the miracle comeback, which I stopped watching. Those were great games. I think that's the secret: the Saturday games, not the Thursday games. Oh, For some the reason Saturday they're very games. competitive. I love the Saturday. I love the week sixteen Saturdays. No, no Saturday this week. I don't know. I guess I have to allow for some bowl games, but uh, to what hurt was us. he like eleven um, early games here? Six, nine. I think that's a terrible job on them. Yeah, I don't like it either. I would add a Friday game, a Saturday game, and yeah. Yeah, 12 early games. It's crazy. Uh, Jacksonville at Houston. And they haven't figured out yet the beauty of, like, staggering games so we can enjoy them for a longer tail. <laughs> like, that that one London game was awesome. That Lions-Falcons game that started at 6.30 in the morning West yeah. Coast time. That was my favorite Sunday of the year. And it got good ratings, right? Yeah, more of those. I don't know what they're worried about. Yeah. What do you got next? Uh, it's Jacksonville at Houston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Houston gets the sixth seed. If Baltimore loses and San Diego loses. Mm-hmm. And they win, right? Not, that's not That's not ridiculous. It could happen. Let's see what the what would the odds be if you took a Cleveland uh, Kansas City parlay. Well, you'd, have, yeah. you'd have to do Browns money line, which would be like right. plus three fifty. You'd have to do KC, which would be like plus one fifty, and then I have the Texans by eleven. By the way, uh, I said ten, and it's nine and a half. So good comeback by I, the Texans. Some of these teams made good good. Good comebacks this year. If you were Indy, mm-hmm. oh no! If you were Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's gonna be the three seed. Let's say Pittsburgh's the three seed, and you're them. Would you rather play Houston, San Diego, or Baltimore? If you're Pittsburgh, if you're Pittsburgh, well, not San Diego. I, I don't. I wouldn't want to go against it. I think. I think Houston. Are we talking Case Keenum? Who are we talking about? 
I on the road in the Case playoff Keenum. game? You got, you got to say Houston. Well, really, Houston would just, all they would do is just hand off and try to let their defense win the game. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, I wouldn't, you know, Flacco's one road playoff games, obviously, and so is uh Yeah, but it's, something's, I think he's hurt. I'm a oh, believer in the Joe Flacco's hurt series. So, like, he looked, he was beyond bad last year. He played like somebody who was hurt. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not running the ball as well either. Justin Forsett was dynamite. Now it's uh, no, they have a lot of trouble. They had two totally. guys go out. Yeah. And their secondary is awful. I think that that Browns, that's an interesting game, that Browns game. Mm-hmm. I think that's a losable game for them. So Jags and the Jags, I think they're honing in on like the third pick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they want to stay in contention for those top three picks. You know what's weird about this? Like, you know, you don't see – Tanking, at least, at least I can't see it. It's funny, you and Jalen, you talk about tanking in basketball. You, you devote right. like five minutes to it on the show, and, and rightfully so, but it's kind of crazy. It's two months before the All-Star break. But in, in football, you don't see it, but Houston would be much better off tanking this game. When you got a, you have a bunch of uh, – I know they could still possibly make the playoffs, but like an 8-7 and seven team, for example, when, when it comes down to the draft in April and you're – you're looking at the 19th pick and you want to move up to 14. You have to give up a second round pick and you've half these guys are probably saying, Oh man, what if we just lost that last game? Why do I have to give up a 2016 second rounder to move up five, four or five spots where I sh- we should be right. anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's strange. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. See if I'm Houston, I really feel like I have a chance. To make it, I think yeah. KC can beat San Diego, and who the hell knows with that Browns game? I'm going into that Jags game thinking I can make the playoffs. Yeah, Houston, that was a bad example by me. But KC, a team who no, can't no. make it. Who's I'm with seven. you on that. I'm with you on what yeah. you were saying, though. Yeah. I, I agree with you. You and like you, you look at like the Bucks are playing the Saints. The Bucks should be starting like, you know, who's their coach now? They should be starting Lovey Smith's son yeah. at quarterback. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, Detroit at Green Bay this is a big one. It's a big one, but I'm not that excited about it. Well, yeah, because they're both. I, I don't yeah. see. I, I just the Lions just don't look good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. They just don't have a playoff look to them. Uh, I had the Packers by seven and a half. Seven and a half is right. That's exactly what I had. So who are we teasing them with? That's the question. Twenty-two. Uh, you know, what is it? Twenty-two game losing streak in Lambeau. Mike Tomczak was a quarterback last time they won there in '91 for Green Bay. I mean the. The Bears were like beating them yesterday. It was oh, yeah. fourteen to ten in like in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Jimmy Clausen was crazy. Uh, just floating passes to Forte. Yeah. Chicago's defensive line was was like making things happen on a short week. Yeah, and I don't think you, you can't really overstate how bad the Bears' defense is. Right. That's the thing. Like, if you, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm freaking out after that game. I was surprised. I thought they quit on Tressman. I thought, you know, new quarterback. They quit on the coach. I said, short week. That's an, you know, that's not going to be a close game. And then they needed, they needed a lot to happen in the fourth quarter to win Detroit. The Bears gave up 106 points in back-to-back games in week uh, eight and week ten. Yeah. I mean, to to only to barely beat them in a must-win game is a little crazy. That's weird. Um, San Diego at Kansas City. Yeah. Chargers win if uh, they're in if they win. Boy, they, they, I mean, they're like, they're like a hospital ward, that Chargers team. Oh, yeah. They lost another center. Mm-hmm. 
they, 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 Melvin Ingram got hurt in that game. Like they're just Rivers is hurt. Ryan Matthews is out. Um, I, 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 have, I can't believe they came back either for that one. That was something. I have the Chiefs by three. I said three also. Two and a half. They're not giving it the full three there. So KC can actually get the six seed if Baltimore and Houston lose. Right. Right. They have to win. Which, Baltimore and Houston have to lose. I, I think Houston losing to Jacksonville is impossible. Right. But then again, Case Keenum is going to be the QB. Mm-hmm. Weird end of the Chiefs season. They lost uh, four of their last five. They lost to the Raiders, the Broncos. They beat the. They lost to the Cards. They beat the Raiders. They lost to the Steelers. So they looked really good. And yeah. Alex Smith, he tried. He tried so hard to get Dwayne Bowe or any receiver a touchdown and, pass, uh, and just what well, just didn't happen yesterday. If you can't throw the ball in 2014, it's hard to take you seriously. No, with all the rules to everybody's advantage. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. And they, Jamal Charles was shut down. Well, that Steelers team is good. They just they're good. They make you look bad, and yeah, they're, they're going to be trouble in January. I agree. Uh, Jets at Miami. I'm trying to think what my best case scenario for Pittsburgh is. For so your Patriots or for Pittsburgh? Yes, for the Pats. The Pats <laughs> to avoid the them. Pats won't. Well, they won't see them until the AFC title game if Pittsburgh wins the division. If they're the four, yeah, I can't, I can't. I don't know why I kept thinking they're the four seed, but they're the three. Yeah. If Pittsburgh's a five or a six seed, then we probably see him in round two, which mm-hmm. is what I do not want. Right. I'd much rather see them win the division. I, nothing would make me happier than Andy Dalton coming to Foxborough. So if the Colts are playing the Chargers, yeah, you as a Patriots fan are rooting for the Colts, right? You have to be. I, I mean, the Chargers would be the ideal team to play. That team, that team coming into New England with, with how banged up they are, and we already beat the hell out of it anyway. Yeah, no, I would no. say that would be my ideal scenario. Yeah, Rivers won in Cincinnati last year, and they uh, almost and they were close with Denver, right? I'm, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to bring Phil Rivers on and round two right. in Foxborough. All right, Jets at Miami. I might go back for one of these playoff games. Really? Yeah. Get a little nostalgic about the end of the Brady Belichick era. I might have to go back for one of these. I'm looking at Dallas, New England at plus 850 for a Super Bowl matchup. Oh, my God. We can't sit together if that happens. <laughs> we have to watch closed-circuit television. We can't even be in the same arena, I don't think. It's going to be bad. What do we got for this one? Uh, Jets at Miami. Rematch okay. of the Monday night game a few weeks ago. Nothing at stake here other than if Joe Philbin comes back or not. Uh, well, they announced that he would, right? Didn't the owner yeah, go into the locker that. room yesterday? That owner's lied before. <laughs> that would be something. That owner, like he did it the other day, he said, that, what was it, Sperano was coming back, but then it came out he was interviewing other coaches? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't trust that guy. <laughs> Christmas week, he tells a lie that he doesn't even need to, <laughs> he makes, puts it out there. Why well, say anything? Really? I mean, right. just like, hey, we're going to make a decision after the year. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Dolphins by six and a half. That's what I said, and it's only five. Yeah. So, uh, that's a tough one. That, I, do you know that was the first safety to take the lead inside a minute in the fourth yeah. quarter ever? That Dolphins Vikings game. That was a fun game. That was good. I, I kept, had a little action on the Vikings, so I was I was paying attention. I didn't want to watch it, but it kept floating up there. Buffalo at New England. Yeah, Buffalo at New England. Uh, I think we're favored by nine and a half. I said 10, and I, I got it exactly. It was opened up at 7, so I don't know why 
they figured maybe someone wasn't playing or something, but up to 10 now. Turns out you're not a playoff team if Kyle Orton's your quarterback. Yeah. Which I didn't know until this year. Oh, wait, I knew that. The whole not, time. A, yeah. not a good last drive there, not, or any drive there. That was bad. Raiders yeah, they, are frisky, though, huh? They're, they're, they win a couple of good good home not games. Not bad. And I think I actually, Derek Carr, uh, what did they say, 20 touchdowns or something? I thought you were going to pick them for SportsCenter. The Raiders? I felt very Sal-esque. I know. I, was, I jumped on them too many times, though, this year. I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, that... I, I was excited to to pick the Raiders in that game because uh, seven points for Kyle Orton on the road in a must-win just seemed a little high, a right. little ambitious. But I think three points would have been the right line. I agree. So yeah. maybe, are we looking at a three-team teaser again now? Uh, Green Bay over Detroit, New England over Buffalo, and let's, it might just be the same three-team teaser we begged people to take last week, Green Bay, Detroit, Green Bay, New England, and Seattle. Why does that Packer game look too easy? The Packers? Yeah. I just think if you lose, you're like, all right, well, I blew it. I'm on the wrong side of history here. 22 straight. You yeah. know, why, why? I deserve it. I've got to throw Houston in that three-team tease. Really? Even yeah. though it breaks my rule to never put a bad QB in a three-team tease, I feel like they just hand the ball off the entire game and win by 10. Yeah, they should do it. Why would the Jags try to win that game? Uh, only if they find out we have a three-team teaser with the Texans. Okay, but you're right. No other uh, we're not doing that. I can't put Case Keenum <laughs> in a three-team teaser. I can't recommend that. Philly at New York Giants. Giants have won three in a row. Philly's oh lost three God. in a row. This is great for you. Tom Coffin might come back now. You want this. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Giants, I think, are favored by one over the Eagles. I said two and a half, and it's three. Six and nine oh, Giants oh. favored over a nine and six Eagles by uh, three. So I guess Boy, that Sanchez one. is not good at quarterback, and they and the Eagles have the worst set of cornerbacks we've seen in a while. Really bad. Really, really bad. Really bad. They're not just not that good at football. But the Eagles I mean, fans were mad at me all year. They were like, "Why aren't you writing about the team more?" And it's like in my picks column, and I wasn't writing about them because I. I I had no feel whatsoever for them. I, I, it was by far the strangest 2014 team. How would you even describe that Eagles team? I don't know either, but I think Chip Kelly is getting should not get a pass here either. This is no. I, I think like Belichick's one of the few, not to kiss your ass, but who could carry the genius label, and we can make fun of it a little. But otherwise, you don't want to be labeled a genius as a coach, especially like in your first year, second year. That's like. Um, yeah. Like on Survivor, when they say, all right, who's the leader of this tribe? Like, whoa, 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 don't say I'm the leader because that means I'm going to get voted out, you know? But, I mean, this right. is a guy, here's a minute 30 left, minute 20 left. Let Washington score. You know what's going to happen. They're going to run it down to nothing. You had a timeout left even. Just let them score with a minute and 10 and a timeout. You're more likely to win the game, much more likely, I think, than if you let right. them run it to nothing and kick a field goal. I can't stand yeah. it anymore. It's just stupid, right? The Buffalo coach, they're, they're, it's weird that coaches just miss basic stuff. Like the Buffalo coach did it again yesterday in that Raiders game. Like there was some punt from midfield. It was like fourth mm. and two. It's like, really? Yeah, yeah the, I know. The, uh, when Darius went down, they were, they were from that point on, the Raiders were moving the ball. Sure. And uh, if you can't get fourth and two against Oakland, the midfield, you don't deserve to go to the playoffs anyway. No. But, um yeah, yeah, just the, the same. And like these, I don't know. Uh, just with the letting the team score. I know it's a popular Sega move for us, Sega Genesis, but just do it. And it's like, how many times have you seen a, a missed 
snap, a bad snap on a field goal. Like, how many times have you seen a team just run it down to three seconds and then kick a good field goal, which is right. amounts to an extra point? Come on. Anyway, well, what was the the uh, the Chiefs Steelers game yesterday? It was twenty to nine. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking. Oh, they at almost the weren't going to go for a field goal. They had, they went on fourth down, right? And then yeah, didn't it was go four on fourth minutes down. left, and they just it, they had like the longest ever. Yeah. Drill and it was like it just it was just typical Andy Reid. Right. By the time it was over, they were down eight with like a minute and a half left. Exactly. Yeah. It was hilarious. Exactly. You don't want to be. Yeah. Um, what do we? Uh, I don't even know where we are now. Oh, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Oh. <laughs> um. Is Drew Brees done as a franchise guy? Oh man. No confidence in him. Drops back to pass. His stats are great, though. I know. But it just seems like in the last four minutes of these games, his decisions are awful. Uh, I have uh, the Saints by five and a half. All right, you'll, you edge me out here. I said six, and it's uh, only three and a half. Can I say something? Yeah. The Tampa wins the number one pick if they lose this game. Yeah, I know. Why is it so low? If they freaking lose this game... And you're a Bucks fan. Like they, like they, there should be rioting in the streets of Tampa if they win this game. Right. Just throw this game away. You get Marcus Mariota. He might be, he might be the best quarterback since Luck. They, they, they to come into the draft. Like, how do you even think about winning this game? But do we, do we take the Saints on a two-team tease, or why would they I, win? Just either, bet but... the Saints. You just bet the Saints money line. Do something. Yeah, maybe that's the way to go. Tampa did it right yesterday. They had like punt, 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 field goal, punt, 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 all the way to the first like 13 possessions. That's... I think we bet this game today because I think that line goes up to like six really? or seven. All right. If if I own Tampa, I go into the locker room on like Friday. I'm like, look, I want you guys to know something. If we win this game, I'm firing everybody. <laughs> every every single person is getting fired. So just you, you guys keep that in mind. You do what you want to do on Sunday, but I'll fire all of you. By the way, how long before a video like that comes out? Maybe either in the NBA or NFL, or an owner thinks he's doing this behind closed doors, but there's some, you know, <laughs> some idiot player's nephew happens to be in the locker room and he's he's videotaping it. I can see it. <laughs> would would, he, would you even get in trouble though? Yeah, I think you would. Yeah. yeah, people betting on these games, you, you can't just you can't just say you're going to lose them. Um, nah. Indianapolis bet on every at, game though. Indiana, here's another one: Indianapolis yeah. at Tennessee, another home team, has no business winning. Well, and if Tennessee loses, they get the number two pick. So the right. move would be to tease the Saints and the Colts. Right. Oh, that'd be fun. Let's just do that. And then Jameis goes to the Titans if the if that happens. Crazy if you take that guy. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. But Andrew, I the giant that. luck, you care to comment on your manager, Bobby the Brain Heenan, benching you in the third quarter yesterday, now possibly playing very little in a meaningless game at the Thompson Bowling Arena in Tennessee versus the Titans. Your thoughts? We're not playing well. I mean, it's no secret. We are not playing well. And we we would love to get some momentum getting into the playoffs. Uh, why don't you, uh, since I'm here, why don't you interview uh, Macho Man Tommy Savage from the Texans? Oh, Macho Man Tommy Savage, you have come up. You did not play this week, but certainly making certainly making some noise in Houston. Your thoughts? 
I can't do a Randy Savage oh, impersonation. You might have to do that one. That. No, uh, wait, wait, can you do, can you do t- Macho Man Tommy Savage? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I look down all those receivers. I don't check down at all. I throw wherever I'm looking. A pick six, may it be. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Case Keenum's looking at me. He's got Joe's eyes. <laughs> Yeah, Macho Man Tommy Savage needs to be involved in Week 17. (laughs) All right. We'll get him in there. What do you have for this line? Colts-Titans. I have uh, the Colts favored by four and a half. All right. I said five and a half, and it's six, so I get this. Um, You know it's Week 17 when, like, every other guest is in the Vegas zone. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would Luck play this game, though, really? He shouldn't. When was Matt Hasselbeck on the Colts? When did that happen? I thought I listened I to a game this year where he announced. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think. I, like, am I crazy to hallucinate that? I could have sworn <laughs> I heard him as an announcer this year. He came in yesterday. <laughs> That's Mac Hasselbeck. Yeah, that's someone is, it, else. is there a third Hasselbeck? There's so many Hasselbecks. It's weird. That's <laughs> Jack Hasselbeck. <laughs> it's the chick from The View. Wasn't that her? That was her during the past. All right, now we got to the uh, late afternoon game. St. Louis at Seattle. Mm. Boy, it's hard to think. I mean, it's Sean Hill against the way the Seattle defense is playing, and, they, and they're actually playing for something. I, I had 11 and a half for the Seahawks. Uh, I said 11. You're going to get this. It's 13. It was 10. <laughs> opened to 10. Went to 13. Okay. Let me count these. 4, 5, 6, 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. All right, it's eight seven me going into the okay. last three. Yeah, I had thirty three points in five weeks that Seattle defense has given up. It's the and they already lost to St. Louis, so this is a win. Mm. Um, Oakland at Denver. Wow, Broncos by thirteen. All right, Hi, you're gonna get this. I said fourteen and uh, I said twelve and a half, and it's fourteen and a half. Okay, here's the scenario for you, my friend. Yeah. Pats beat Bills at, at 1 o'clock. Broncos now locked into the two seed. Why the hell would they play anyone in this game? So we grab the two-plus touchdowns right now and just hope for um, what's just, likely going to happen with Patrick, Patriots. Why would Manning play one minute of this game? No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't, but what do you, you have to make that the line, right? You have to, I guess, but... It wouldn't it the, wouldn't it make the most sense to do Pat's money line with Raiders plus fourteen and a half parlay? Mm-hmm. Yes, <clears throat> right. Yeah, Pat's money line doesn't get us much, but yeah. No, but I mean, you're betting the Raiders partly because you think the Pats are going to win that game. So All right, I'm writing that in. down. That's good thinking. That's good forward thinking. I like that. The only thing I, I've heard people have made the case that you don't want to rest people in week 17. If you have a bye week, if you have a bye already, cause then yeah. it's like too much time where you haven't played. I, I don't, it doesn't seem, I, it would seem like I'd rather have the time off for my body, especially if I've had four neck surgeries and yeah, sure. throwing noodle passes left and right. Yeah. It's a scary game. 41. So who would Denver play? Let's say if they're a two seed, they're more likely going to play in the second round. Well, the bet, this is the, my all-time best-case scenario. I need yeah. Pittsburgh to win the AFC North. Right. I need Pittsburgh to go into Denver in round two. That's what I want. That's what, mm-hmm. I'm, that's what I asked for for Christmas. Right. Pittsburgh okay. at Denver. Roethlisberger went into Indy when, when, uh, when Manning was quarterback and won there, right? 
He's beaten them before. It's sort my, of other, my other favorite scenario is Macho Man Tommy Savage against Andrew the Giant. <laughs> we'll have to really script out a whole podcast conversation for that one between those two. That would be crazy. <laughs> Let me get going on that right after this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're tied going into the last two. I think you're going to kill me in this next pick because I was way off. Arizona at San Francisco. Oh, God. And the game, you know, again, Seattle has to lose. They're playing at the same time for Arizona win to mean anything i have Otherwise, the Niners by a three because the arizona has nothing to play for yeah that's uh i guess i i i overshot this i thought it was a pick because san francisco <laughs> i don't know how they lost the game they lost last week four and a half san francisco four and a half yeah so i think the cardinals have to play that logan thomas in this game you have to see if that guy's competent or not, because we know we know if we have our answer in about Ryan Lindley, right, the verdict sure. has come in from the jury. So yeah. play the other guy and see if it's any better that you use this game to play the other guy. Yeah, and poor poor Larry Fitzgerald, by the way. I know. That, I mean, that's like they always show these these, especially during the holidays. They show these sad TV segments, these really well produced segments <laughs> about somebody lost their dad or somebody's got cancer. <laughs> they 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 should be. Larry Fitzgerald should be one of those sad segments. He should just talk about all the quarterbacks he's had to play for the last seven years. Yeah. What's more tragic than Larry Fitzgerald's story? Well, but it's going to end in a big contract, I think, right? Uh, isn't everything saying he's going to get this, boo-coo do, do bucks you think like he, he must really look forward to the Pro Bowl every year. Yeah. I'll go. You're going to have real quarterbacks in the Pro Bowl, right? I'm there. Yeah. Can we for do three the Pro hours, Bowl I can eight, eight of, so, so I don't lose interest in the season? Please, please send me it away. Right. <laughs> Everyone's talking about their third string starting this week. Arizona has no no choice but to start a third string quarterback and, and running back and everything. And it's yeah. funny, like, we love making fun of bad quarterbacks, but, you know, like, it's not Ryan Lindley's fault that he's playing. No, I know. He's basically like, he's your worst case scenario. Yeah, right. And and now he's playing, and he's on Sunday night going against this crazy Seattle defense. I felt bad for him. Yeah, I know. And they can't get first downs running the ball. It, it's it's any big right, play. no running backs. Any 12-yard play against Seattle. Like, oh, my God. Uh, Kershaw gave up three runs in the first inning. What is this? You know, it, it, it's I got to say, I think, I think Atlanta's favorite over Arizona in round uh, one. I was just going to ask you that. And I know we're going to do yeah. this again next week. But I, I think it's a slight favorite. I think Atlanta's like a one-point favorite. Oh, I, th- I think it'll be Atlanta by three. Wow. All right. Well, we won't lock. We're not locked in there. Yet. No. Um, just... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So you all you need to do is hold on here for a tie against yeah. me. Week 17, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. The Sunday well, night game. Thing, if, if it's Cardinals at Carolina round one, I think that's the worst playoff game of all time. Oh, that is bad. I, that's when we should have the Shakey's Pizza Banquet. Yeah. Well, for sure, be, that, that'll be that it. Game. That'll be the Saturday early game. Yeah. They, that might even be like the Saturday 6.30 in the morning game. They might just mm-hmm. move that into the early morning. <laughs> Can they early move morning. that to London? That's I have weird. the Steelers favored by four over the Bengals. Uh, jerk. I said four also, and it's three and a half, so you win the week. Bill How Simmons funny is, is now, it? you're 10-6-1 on me this, this oh. year. Thank God we don't play for him. Ramping you. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that, though. So you think, uh, well, I guess a lot depends on tonight. So here's the thing. 
the, there's been a lot made of how Andy Dalton is really good in mm. the uh, in the afternoon games, but in mm. prime time he's awful. Yeah. So then they they make it so basically Cincinnati has to win a primetime game to make the playoffs. Right. They either have to beat Denver tonight or they have to beat Pittsburgh a week from now. And both Not of those fair. games will be primetime. Poor Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we go, can we well, talk let, about let just, If Cincinnati loses tonight, so they'll truly need to win to make the playoffs. Because if they win tonight, they're in, right? They have to win. Well, they they – if they win either of the last two games, they're in. So, and Pittsburgh's already in. I think just, just there, there might be a way they can make it if they lose both. But yeah, right. Like everybody else has to lose. Right. Like no, yeah, we said team. yeah. San Diego would have to lose, and Baltimore would have to lose. But I think this and line think goes Houston down to like two to and a half if Cincinnati loses tonight. Right. It's weird. Anyway, the Steelers. This is uh, God. If you're a Cincy fan, you got to be dying right now. Yeah. You'd be like, what the hell just happened? We have to beat the team that's always killed us, mm-hmm. the team that knocked out Carson Palmer and ruined our lives last decade and just beats us all the time in general. Yeah. And then after it, – that's looming. But right now we have to beat Peyton Manning in a primetime game when he's right. lights out in every primetime game. Well, they had terrible losses and they had a terrible – even more terrible tie. So that that, that makes – that's why they're at, where they well, are. Well, that's the thing. Like they, they, it was a Mike Nugent 36-yard field goal. And, mm-hmm. that, and when it happened, we all said like, oh, man, imagine if they missed the playoffs because he yeah. missed that game. And now it's f-ing sitting there. Oops, I swear. There you go. Uh, hey, before we go, speaking of redheads – Homeland final. Did you uh, watch it? D minus. God. It, this happens a lot with series. Like the, 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 the episode before maybe should have been the finale. And then they just Whoa. like really just tie up loose ends. It's just boring the last episode. What well, the hell? There's spent, nothing going on. We spent five weeks saying this is great. Finally, mm-hmm. Homeland has gotten away from Claire Danes and has gotten back to why we started watching the show in the first place. Terrorism. Right. This is awesome. Now now this is like a twenty a smarter twenty four type show. It's got action. It's everything I really wanted from this show. Mm-hmm. And then the last episode is like, hey, let's dive into Claire Danes' relationship with her mom who abandoned her. Yeah, and the father. So he the wears funeral. the terrorism. Yeah. Right. I mean that guy died in real life, the father. So uh they have to devote a whole hour to it, like just just his funeral, and now everyone happens to be free for the funeral. The the high, the CIA guys, everybody's there. They were so close to her father. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, uh, Are they the Green Bay Packers? Is Homeland the Green Green Bay Packers? Like struggled a lot out of the gate, and then uh, Claire Dane said, "Relax," and then they lit it on fire for like a month, and uh, and now it's like, whoa, I don't know. She's got she's got a sore hamstring. I don't know what we're gonna do here. Oof. I, I I think that's an insult to Green Bay. <laughs> I think they're more like, uh, can they be the Colts? Yeah, maybe they're the Colts. They're kind of the good bad team. They're the good bad show. Yeah, that's the one. It's a bad show that seems good because it's going against weak competition every week. Right. Like when, uh, so she makes out with Quinn at the end. I was like, oh, my God. I said, I'm like, I cannot believe the twists and turns on this show. And she's like, oh, I was like, oh, you knew that was going to happen. It's like, yeah, of course I knew that was going to happen. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn's like, you're completely insane. You're the, you're the biggest lunatic I've ever met in my life. And you slept with a terrorist and a 17-year-old uh, 
kid from what country was he from? I don't know. I know. Whatever country he's from. The, the flower, this poor kid. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Do you mind gaining 95 pounds? Because that's kind of what I'm used to from the beginning of the season. So I bought you some butter. Did you just eat butter? Can you eat these sticks of butter? Yeah, so Quinn, so we, it's been established Quinn likes overweight women, but now he likes Claire Danes, who hasn't eaten a meal in four years. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't have a type. It turns out. Yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't seen the Homeland season finale, and I didn't even know what the ending meant. What did the ending uh, mean? Saul uh, is at the guy's house, so what? Uh, uh, say it to him yourself. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that's big. Great. Somebody's car needed to blow up. I thought well, Quinn's car was going to blow up after they kissed. Really I just don't understand. That, yeah, that probably, that probably should have happened. But the week before, she's got the bad guy in her sight. She's like, okay, first of all, the, the, the CIA, the leader, the CIA, whatever he is, the guy who gives out the package that you can, absolutely cannot give out to anybody. Um, I, I don't want to step on Breaking Brad here because I know he's got a lot to say about this too. But – so 20, 20 ugly Americans get killed, and then they're about to kill this, uh, this good-looking girl, you know. And that's when the guy's like, no, 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 let me out of this room. I can't, I can't take this. <laughs> I'll give them right. whatever they want. So, all right, so he's done. And, and then why even, why even bother with the charade of, Carrie, you're going home now. You're coming home with us. Go, oh, no, no, I'm staying. Like, of course that's what she's saying. All the time she's staying. You have five more days. And then she gets the bad guy in her sights on the street, and the other guy grabs her and says, no, 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 no. Look who's in the back seat. Like, who cares who's in the backseat? Just shoot him. It's not like there's a baby in the backseat. This guy, right. you're not even aiming for the backseat. Just shoot the guy and be done with it. Also, there was 5 million people there, and it was like a borderline riot scenario. Yeah. And it's a darkened sedan. It's like, hold on, wait. And it's like, oh, yeah, I get a, I have a great look at the back of this guy's head. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. He is back there. D uh, minus. Yeah. That was ludicrous. Yeah, D minus. The affair was fantastic, though. Yep. Really good. Cuz. Uh, all right, JK, the, uh, Jimmy came alive on a bye this week, let me just say. And uh, my sports center picks Friday night. I've been moved to Friday night this week. I don't think there's been a documented TV personality that has done this well against the spread. 12 0 3 last five weeks, 16 2 3 the last seven weeks. So it's all going to crash soon, I'm sure. But watch. It's incredible. Congratulations to you. Thanks, buddy. Good job by you. Good job by you. See you next week. All right. All right. We're going to call uh, my dad because a lot of stuff's happening in Boston. The Patriots are in rough shape. Rondo just got traded. Uh, let's see what he's thinking. Hello? Dad. Hi, Bill. You're on the podcast. Uh, okay. I need to switch phones on the podcast. Why my do you need life? to switch phones? I'm up. I'm upstairs. The upstairs phone keeps dying on us. Hold on a second. <laughs> we might have to leave this part in the podcast. Okay. Just it's a very old man moment that you have to switch phones. It, it is an old man moment, but it's probably more has to do with the fact that we need to buy new phones. Do you want me to buy new phones for Christmas? You haven't bought me a present for Christmas yet. Well, I, had, I did buy you a present. Oh, okay. Then you can buy me I'll a phone. Buy another paper. present. <laughs> uh, maybe, I'll, maybe for Valentine's Day, I'll buy a new phone. Yeah. Can we talk now or no? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Um, are you concerned about the Patriots? I'm more concerned about the article you sent me on Tyler Sagan. Uh, it, it, it bummed out my whole Sunday I, football day. I shouldn't have ruined it. I sent, I sent 
for those of you listening, Tyler Sagan, the Bruins traded him two summers ago. And my dad was really upset about it with reason because you usually don't give up on talented people who are like 20 or 21, whatever 20 it is. 20 or 21-year-old future superstars, you give up on them and get three dimes for a dollar. And so the article dad, talks about the fact that he might be the third guy in the last thousand years to score 65 goals. Yeah, I'm a little upset about it. He's blasted it to the best scorer in the league. <laughs> I mean, the, the, they they made that trade. We had this conversation. And, you know, I, I haven't been a huge Peter Chiarelli or whatever you have. The GM, name. even though he won you a Stanley Cup? He inherited a lot of that team, you know? Okay. And just just like happens with other teams, uh, we the new guy comes in and, and inherits a lot of the building blocks that somebody else put together. Uh, and I haven't liked any of the moves since. I haven't liked any of the moves. I, I shouldn't say since. Uh, anyway, we're talking football. Yeah. You had to show hey, me the article? You know how... Uh, how uh, my son and I have been playing a lot of the NHL video game. I got we we hooked up an Xbox One. We've been playing the NHL video game, and we've been playing the Bruins. Which he he now has two NHL teams for some reason, but right. Right. he like because he loves the Kings, but he, for some reason likes playing the Bruins in the video game. So I actually traded for Tyler Sagan. I traded Louis Erickson and Riley Smith back to Dallas and got Tyler Sagan back and put him I on like the it. first line. And he's been unbelievable. So at least, so at least we have that going. So when you come out to visit, we you can watch us play a game and and relive the tire. Yeah, that sounds like just torture on top of torture. I'm a little worried about uh, the Pats just because the way we blocked yesterday. Oh, so I'm worried to too. I, I, you know, we didn't block that whole game. It, it was a terrible game. It was our offensive line just just got eaten alive and. You know, they're reading the papers today in Boston. They're talking about how Dan Conley was out. and But, you know, Dan Conley has been terrible. So yeah. to, to say that Dan Conley being out is the difference, you know, the, the left guard they put in there, it was kind of laughable. He he was yeah, like the uh, Matador swing, swinging gate yeah. uh, offensive lineman. And well, I don't know. I don't know if uh, Marcel Darius is playing for Buffalo this week, but well, it'll, well, be, it'll yeah, be a nice he, test because... I don't think he, he is from what they said because Buffalo is now eliminated from the playoffs. What was his... Oh, yeah, he had a knee injury. Okay, so... Because that would have been a good test for this line because Buffalo's front seven is just as good as uh, as as the Jets' front seven. But now he's out, so... I don't know. I don't know what to make it. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> we either. We could block right? for three months, and now so we can't block? One of the writers, and I can't remember which one it was, uh, had a pretty good article about the teams that we do play well against often have to do with a team whose defensive coordinator has a, has a more passive right. uh, approach to the game as opposed to uh, the Harbaugh brothers or – you know, Ryan's well, usually approach. It's a team, yeah, it's the teams that usually push up the middle and stack one of the two sides. We get killed. They, they yeah. overload. That's like, that's how they lost Super Bowl 42. Exactly. I talked about Coughlin's approach that yeah. if you have the personnel, uh, certain teams have copied that approach 
and it, it continues to give us fits. And ironically, the the place that seemed to be, I mean, I, I don't think any of those linemen played well, but the left guard position, Logan Mankin's old position, uh, certainly was coming back to haunt us yesterday. Yeah, well, he we, we were so lucky to win that game on so many levels. I mean, yeah, we touched another attempted field goal, but we right. got a mysterious first down that when you watched on TV, we were two inches short, uh, and they never quite explained that. Uh, the tip ball that fortunately our, our own wide receiver got instead of a Jet player. Yep. You know, we're just lucky to walk out of there with a win, but... No Edelman hurt, though. Not having Edelman was a big thing. Yeah, it was a big deal. You you know, at this stage of the game, on your your 16th game or 17th game, you shouldn't be dependent on one guy being out. Don't you think? So so do you agree with me that the worst-case scenario is somehow Pittsburgh coming to New England in round two? I I don't know. that. I have to be honest. I, I haven't watched them. Um, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, yesterday it wasn't it wasn't the game shown here, and I wasn't watching the red zone because I was watching the Patriot game. You know, I watched them earlier in the season, and I, it didn't strike me that their front seven was anywhere nearly as formidable as the Jets' front seven. But right. are you saying that they're very good? The well, they're seven? a bad matchup for us because. The one thing they suck at is is uh, you can throw deep on them, but we can't throw deep. They, well, they have a great running back. They have a quarterback who's been in a million big games, and they can make. They have receivers who make big plays. It's, I mean, it. I think the Patriots are better, but um, that's that's the kind of team that can go into somewhere wherever it is in in round two, you know, as seven point underdogs or eight point underdogs and win the game. But you know. I don't know how the lineup is. Uh, if next week, since he plays in Pittsburgh, and most well, and since I, he uh, loses to Denver tonight, and then then the AFC North title, well, that's still a stick anyway. But uh, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, even if since he loses tonight, they still will play Pittsburgh next week for the title. We want Pittsburgh to win that game. And if Pittsburgh we wins want that Pittsburgh game, to go to Denver because they're then they are three seed. Then they have to go to Denver. And yeah, that, that's what that's I was going to yeah, that's what we, we want, want. That. And I, I think it's most likely what's going to happen. Um, it's great. It's because great I, since his game tonight really has no impact on what's going to happen the following week against Pittsburgh. It has an impact on us because if they can beat Denver tonight, then we can rest our players next week. Right. Which would be great. We'd have certain players that, you know, I guess at the plus or the minus, but at least they would have rested in an injury for a whole four-week period of time. All right, we have plenty of time to talk about the Patriots. Let's talk about the Rondo trade. Well, it's ironic because I, I don't know what day you called me. But it was the day you called me before the trade was made. Yeah, the day before we talked and we, about it. And we didn't really know anything definitive about a trade happening that quickly or the team with whom it would happen. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we talked a lot about Rondo and what looked like the reality that not only were we not going to resign him, but he wanted to test the free agent market. So with all that in mind, I'm not sure there was much of a market for us to make a trade when we did. I'm and, amazed they got as much as they did. Yeah, there was, was really no other team. 
Yeah. Nobody. Uh, apparently, Houston was in on it for a little they while, but they, I, I know all the offers. They, there okay. was no real other offer. I think Dallas was worried there was another offer, but there really wasn't. Okay. Then and, I, uh, I think you know, there's certainly disappointment up here. I think people just are forgetting that the time to trade Rondo would have been. Well, if he had not hurt the ACL, his market value would have been much higher, obviously. It would have been last year. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you know, nobody's going to trade for somebody unless they see that he's healthy again. So, I think I, one thing that you and I don't totally factor into this whole thing is, like, there's a whole generation of Celtics fans that Rondo is their guy. It was the generation after the Pierce fans. Like, if you're between, like, if you're now somewhere between the ages of, like, 13 and 24, Rondo's your guy if you grew up in Boston. Yeah, I think it's a, that's a good point. And, and, oh. and you, it's reflected in when I go to the games. The jerseys. This year, the, the Rondo jersey by far has been the, the jersey you see on the younger fans uh, most frequently, yeah. I, uh, I watched the entire Dallas-San um, Antonio game before we went to a Christmas party, and... Um, and I 100% was rooting for him. I want him to do well. It was funny to watch him play hard again. Right. And I, I don't say that as an indictment of Rondo. I just think he's one of those guys that needs to needs to have skin in the game, and he's not meant to be on a lottery team or a 500 team. He took three charges the other night. Yeah. Like, I mean, we haven't seen him take a charge since 2012. I saw, I saw you that. I was laughing when I saw you tweeted that. Oh, and and actually, I think we talked about it on the podcast last week. That oh, see, see, he didn't play defense for three years. But uh, it, I got to say, like, sometimes there's good arguments in sports where you can, you know, there's like the statistical side and then there's like kind of the weird common sense, big picture, just having watched sports side. Right. And you and I watched a ton of that guy over the, since 2006. I, that, he's going to be great on Dallas. And I, I don't care about like, oh, him and Monte, that's a weird backcourt fit. They both need the ball or, you know, they're going to leave him alone in playoff games. Like, that's fine. He's not a great shooter. He's afraid to get fouled. Like, you can throw all that stuff on me. That guy's a great basketball player. And, and the better his teammates are, the better he's going to be. And if he's invested, he also, Carlisle's a great coach. Um, I think they're going to figure out how to use him. And it's just he does too many things during a game that are just at the highest possible level. You know, he'll get 15 rebounds in a game. He'll he'll give you seven baskets off great passes that you wouldn't have gotten. Like, he's just doing too many things. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I hope he does very well. I, I thought that, you know, even though we talked last week that his game had changed, and the injury made him so tentative, at least on yep. our team. Um, I always, I, I never, I always felt he gave one hundred and ten percent. It was just he was giving it differently. Yeah, um, I agree. He was invested. He was, yeah. He never mailed. Well, he mailed in a couple games, but well, everybody I mean, does. Every, over eighty-two games, you're going to mail in a couple. Yeah, I've, I've gone to Chris Paul games where Chris yeah. Paul didn't, didn't give a crap. The other thing is, uh, you and I, because our seats are, are so close to the Celtic bench. I think we've both done the same thing over the years. We watch, we watch the huddle. You know, we watch the yeah. players. Are they listening to the coach? Are they listening to each other? 
you know, are they looking up in the crowd and could care less what the next, what the planning is all about? Yeah. Um, I watched him since he came back from the injury, totally invested. Uh, yeah. I just, you know, we just, we're not the right team for him right now. He's going to be no. 29 years old. Uh, you know, these are the peak five years of his life. It's not the time to be on a rebuilding team. Well, and he was, and he also, because he didn't have that next contract coming, and he took a price that was too low at the last contract. His his agent, I think, made a mistake on that one. Took five for fifty, and he was headed for a max if he had just not done anything. Um, and I, I don't think he wanted to get hurt again, so he played in a certain way. He yeah, he, he played yeah. really hard, but he also wasn't like I'm not going to go flying in on these drives and get hit by Tyson Chandler type type of drives. Those those kind of drives were not part of his repertoire. No, year. they weren't. But you know, maybe I wasn't fair enough to him. When your team is winning thirty games a year, yeah, uh, maybe you don't play that kind of game. But we did know the game. Well, we hoped that game was still in him. Uh, I don't think people realize it was just funny reading the articles. I get it. Like, and there's real statistical cases to be made, but to me, this was not a statistical argument. Like this guy, his hoops IQ is on the short list of hoops IQs right now. There's maybe six or seven guys in the entire league who, who are as smart as him playing basketball and to put him with Carlisle and Dirk Nowitzki and Chandler, who's also really, really smart and just that style of a team. I think he's going to be excellent. I, I really do. I think too. he's going to be excellent. You know, as I watched that first game also. Monta Ellis, I think, is going to be a terrific beneficiary of Rondo's yeah. unselfishness. If and the thing is, the like, game, people are like, they're like, oh, well, if Ellis has the ball, what's Rondo going to do? And we watched it on the on the Celtics teams because Pierce had the ball a lot in big moments, but Rondo floats around and does weird Rondo things. It comes in and, and gets a little weird offensive rebounds and comes behind somebody after they got a rebound and tips it away from them and makes little backdoor cuts. He's always up to stuff. I think he's going to be unbelievable in that respect. Yeah. I, you know, I, to be honest, I feel badly for Celtic fans and for myself as a Celtic fan going to the games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we went we went through a rebuilding period uh all the way until 2007 when they made the Garnett trade it's 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 difficult i mean yeah i i know it go, i know fans in other cities go through it all the time i just think it's tough it, and the one real star we had was rondo and as we talked about earlier, as reflected in all the T-shirts that the kids were wearing, and uh, well, now it's going to be if if Marcus can get healthy, I think I think a lot of the uh, love and adoration will immediately shift to him because he's the way he plays. It'll take a while. Yeah, but uh, he's just so likable, though. Like he yeah. plays so hard, and he just gives. He's so competitive. I think pe- that's going to win people over. I also think it's weird because we just praised Rondo for five minutes. I think this team's going to be better off without him, with who they got. Brandon Wright's going to really help them. He's going to play 25 minutes a game. And they'll be above average minutes from somebody who can, you know, play both ends a little bit. Well, and then uh, maybe that, Jay I, Crowder, that Jay Crowder is a good defensive player. That was yeah. a sneaky guy to get in that trade. I feel like they could they could definitely flip Brandon Wright. They could definitely flip Jay Crowder in trades if they wanted to before the deadline. Right. Um, they got a first-round pick. Nobody else was even offering one. 
And they right. got that giant trade exception. It's like $12.9 million that they get for a year. Trade exception may be the most important part of that trade, actually. Yeah. Um, because the, their desire to make that trade before December 20th or on or before yeah. December 20th so that they can still make a move at the tra- trade deadline with a Brandon right. Wright or a Jeff Green now or a Brendan Bass. They have a lot of tradable commodities, but it, you know, there's some point of no return here. You keep getting these draft picks and this Dallas pick, we're probably going to get it in 2016. It's probably going to be in the twenties. Yep. You know, that's, that's really not how you rebuild your team. You know, that, well, I don't think they're thinking that way. I think they're going to package them. Why? Well, I think Danny's just about assets. He's just about, I have this asset and I have to do something with it. How do I get better assets back for it? So with Rondo, he's like, all right, now I got a first round pick. I'm going to be able to either, either Brandon Wright's an asset in himself, or I'll be able to flip him for something because everybody, every playoff contender could use that guy. Um, even Crowder's kind of an asset. I have all these other picks. So I'm I'm just kind of sitting there in case the next James Harden trade is out. Or if, you know, Cleveland decides Kyrie Irving and LeBron James can't play together. Like, whatever scenario is, I have the most assets, though. And I think that's how I was thinking. See, your dogs agree. Uh, my dogs agree, yeah. Um, Hold on a minute. Wait, you can't go answer the phone or door when we're doing a podcast. I'm sorry, I have a package. Thank you. You're signing for a package during the podcast? <laughs> you know, this is real time. Yeah, sorry. This is uh, holiday season with pack. Hopefully it's a, a present from you. So, I got you a present. So, oh, okay. the, uh, the funny thing about this Rondo trade is that we're in the playoffs right now if the season ended today. Yeah. Oh, no, to... we're not. We're, we're a half no, game I, out. We're not because we lost last, we, we lost yesterday. But we're gonna we're probably a playoff team. And we didn't and we didn't look good yesterday, by the way. Well, smart's not healthy. Well that that's the problem, mate. You know, you and I talked about it, I think probably don't, don't that, talk about no, don't don't do it. Don't do I, it. I hate don't leg, go there. leg injuries on young players. They, they, they worry me. You know? But he just sprained his ankle. He's gonna be fine. Well, sprained his ankle and then the next injury was he sprained his Achilles and Rest the guy. We're not going anywhere. Rest him for a month. Well, I, that I agree with. Yeah. I I think the problem is they can't keep him off the court. Like they literally can't stop him from playing. Yeah, huh. I think we're I think we're going to be a seven seed or an eight seed depending on on. Uh, you do. Looking I at do. <laughs> I think that I think unless they just go full scale tankaroo, but I I think the teams they have good players like. Well, see, and I don't mean like really good, but like yeah. Olenek's competent and yeah, Olenek, Jeff Green's competent. They have Avery Bradley's competent. Like you look down the line, they don't really have a lot of bad players who play in the top nine. No, I, you know I agree with that, but they have to make a decision. Are they are they going to do something trade wise with Jeff Green, with Brendan Bass, eventually yeah. with with the player they just acquired? Because if they are, then they're not going to be a playoff team. Or are they going to keep these guys? Um, all three, from my understanding, I I read something in the paper I thought was inaccurate. I th- I think Jeff Green has a player option for next year. Is that what you know? I thought he was a contract next year. Okay. Uh, there were, the two Boston papers had 
conflicting uh, reports on that. So, but I know there, Brendan Vass is a free agent, and Brenda, the guy they just acquired, is a free agent. My friend Tom Haverstrow at ESPN.com had an article about this uh, real plus-minus stat that ESPN's been messing around with. That is the closest we've come to figuring out the impact somebody has when they're on and off the court. Right. And there were a couple couple surprises of people who were better than you thought they'd be, people that were worse. One of the people that were really bad compared to what you thought they were going to be was, was Jeff Green. In terms of the impact like, when he's on the court, plus or minus? Yeah, it was like when he's on the court, yeah, he scores, but he, he doesn't get it. He doesn't make anyone on the team better, basically. was was uh, And he doesn't have a – when you think about it, like he never – he is kind of one of those guys that either he's doing well or he's not helping anybody else, basically. I'm not sure that so much – I mean, we – again, we talked about him last week. On a team like the Celtics, where – in crunch time, he's the number one scoring option. Yeah. And even during the game, they're looking for him. And you get the trick-or-treat nights, good games, bad games. On a contending team, and I think we mentioned Oklahoma City again, uh, where he's the third or fourth option, he's, that would, a, much, be he's a much better fit. Yeah, I agree. Um, and There's I, teams that don't want him. Yep. Cleveland, I think he would help too. But, right, you, know, you know, we trade him, and suddenly our playoff uh, opportunities probably aren't there anymore. And Charlotte's kind of sitting there. Charlotte's at eight and nineteen. They are. We're eleven and fifteen. They're eight and nineteen. So they're four games behind us, basically. Is there anybody that you would really like to see them go after in a trade? That that's a possibility. With all our assets right now. Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. And I think Ty Lawson's another one that would be interesting. Um, Fareed. I'm just looking at guys that could become available for whatever reason. Right. Uh, Fareed, I think, would be cool. Um, no, nah, I mean, other than that, they, they, Orlando has this guy, Tobias Harris, who I think is a restricted free agent this summer. I think he's really good. Yeah, That's somebody, somebody that, uh, and he makes shot, him, big shots at the end of games. Somebody took him high in our fantasy league, and I, so I, I kind of was paying attention to him. Yeah. And he, he's not getting the same kind of minutes. They kind right. of have, they have too many of the same people on that team. They have too many of the same people. He's still averaging 18.6, 7.4 rebounds. Um, and for whatever reason, they decided they didn't want to just knock out his contract. And I think that's somebody that I wouldn't be surprised if we made a major play for. So what, he, he's going to be restricted? He's restricted. Okay. Um, but you know, that's where those picks come in handy where you'd be like, you give somebody a big offer and then you give somebody a pick not to match it. Well, especially a young team that like the Celtics is, is rebuilding. Maybe we could use some of the picks to reacquire Tyler Sagan. Can you trade (laughs) picks between sports? No, Uh, I don't think so. hmm. Uh, no. All right, dad. Happy holidays. All right. Happy holidays. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you took the Rondo trade. Okay. You're in good spirits about it. It makes me happy. I took it fine, and I hope he does well. And We're uh, for Rondo. It, it's just kind of sad that he's not on a team anymore for for the reasons that we've talked about. All right. Okay, All take right. care. Happy holidays. Talk to you later. All right, last but not least, my daughter isn't here to sing her annual Christmas. I think she's too old, actually, to do it. No, <laughs> my son's just going to say happy holidays to everyone.
Just say, just say happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. Not as good as the Christmas song. Uh, we're back in the BS Report next week. Have a great Christmas. Thanks to everyone for uh, supporting the BS Report. Um, and also subscribe to us on iTunes because that helps us for uh, just to know how many people are listening. Happy holidays. Talk to you in a week. The BS Report is out. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at PodCenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out.